0: Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why.
1: Welcome to Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work with Angela and Patty. In today's podcast episode, we will be discussing how to foolproof relationships so they can endure lockdown.
0: Patty, you told me that Kelly Clarkson's marriage didn't survive the lockdown of 2020. Yes,
1: I read about it somewhere that they decided to divorce during the lockdown period. She bought another house and moved into it.
0: I wonder what happened. We really don't know.
1: (laughs) Yes, there's speculation that being in lockdown caused their breakup.
0: And hearing about it, even though I really don't know what's going on for that couple, but it made me reflect on how our own relationships live in a bubble of perfection or ideals or fantasy. And now because of lockdowns, we've started to see the reality of our relationships (laughs) we're forced to see it. And when you and I were looking at this topic, we had another title for this podcast. We were thinking about relationship tips for Gen X's, from Gen X's, which is Patty and I, for Gen Y and Z. And accepting love isn't perfect. So, if you are younger and thinking your relationship should be better, <laughs> Patty and I are Gen X's, and we're going to share some tips to make life flow with your partner and also how to address points of tension in the relationship. Relationships are not meant to be perfect, far from it. Relationships are opportunities to learn how to speak up, how to be real And be accepted for who you are. Patty, some time ago you were asked, how do you make your relationship work? Who asked you that question and and where did they ask that? (laughs) What was your answer? A friend
1: of mine who recently got married asked my husband and I how we've made it for almost 30 years while we were having dinner together. I said tolerance and compromise. My husband didn't say anything and looked uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) With any relationship, you are going to have things that are going to irritate you about the other person. No one is perfect and no relationship is either. You will have highs and lows during the partnership. For some, it's easier to walk away than to work at it. Anything worth having, you have to work for it. Now, let's get real here. There were many times I felt like running away, and that was pretty much my inner and outer struggles, not him. It's okay to feel this way at times, and it's all right to take a break to figure things out when needed. It takes two to have a healthy, striving relationship in relationships you have two imperfect people with very different points of view on what a happy relationship should look like while trying to relate to each other besides both having a different upbringing love languages personalities and values gary chapman wrote a book On the five love languages if you don't know what love languages are and we'll have that in the show notes
0: and patty how did you survive your quarantine with your partner
1: (laughs) my husband's an essential worker so he wasn't home 24 7 that helped but he does work 12-hour shifts Mm. and his schedule is he will be home either three days or four days in the week So, he is home a lot, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) I work from home with my cats staring at me. They like me being home, and when I'm not home, one of the cats is waiting at the door and meows at me loudly when I come home, letting me know her disapproval of me being gone. She's like a dog.
0: (laughs) It's so funny. I love how the animals are like, yeah, about time you stayed home with me.
1: Angela, how are you surviving the lockdown in your relationship?
0: Yeah, I was going to share. I was um, having a quite different experience in Australia from the USA because in Australia, we have a lot less community spread of the virus and strict border control. In Australia, it's very easy to go out and exercise in nature where we are. So both of us do that. And if we can do that together, we do. Exercising together has been a new hobby. We started together as my body is slowly getting better after cancer and my partner's body needs to do more stretching and yoga. So one bad thing about the border control is my partner can't travel back to France to see his family so we talked about that and I tease him (laughs) that he's stuck with me (laughs) and in Australia he can't leave and I planned it this way which I didn't but it's nice to joke about and I'm also sensitive to his fears about that not being able to see his family even though I joke about it it may be several years before my partner is able to travel to see his family, and we didn't plan that. So because I'm aware of his feelings, I think about how I can be there for him and how he can get his stress relief through football, which is his social contacts, and then how I can get to the beach, which is grounding for me. So that's how we both decompress in in the current environment and i have also realized in lockdown environment there are times when i find myself thinking oh god i'm stuck with him (laughs) (laughs) and then i think well yeah you are stuck with him and that's a good thing that's what you want isn't it you've always wanted to have this relationship And we end up improvising on how to spend our time together, whether it's cooking or cleaning, exercising or watching a movie. So the interesting thing I've learned was that negative side of, oh, God, I'm stuck with him. I've realized that came from my mum and dad, and they had a similar dynamic where they used to tease each other, but then they got frustrated with each other. And my mum would say things like, I can't wait for him to go. And I notice if I have those thoughts because that's not what I want. It's literally thoughts that I've picked up from my mother when she was frustrated with dad. And anytime you have those thoughts like, "Oh, I can't wait for him to go" or "Why is he always staying around? I can't stand him." Your partner feels those thoughts even if you don't say them out loud. So I also notice if I'm frustrated to ask myself, what is my frustration about? So if I, if you have those thoughts, oh, gosh, I can't stand him being here or I can't stand her, that's a sign of frustration. So you can ask yourself, what are you frustrated about? And when I ask myself that question, It's usually I need to exercise or I'm not able to do something and I can't focus and then I can, when I ask the question and find out what I need, I can then tell my partner what I need or what I want. Sometimes my partner is very intuitive and he actually sees me frustrated and he just asks me what's up. But other times I need to be the proactive one and work out why I'm frustrated and tell him what I need. And so, Patty, that brings up our favorite topic of boundaries (laughs) and communicating them in a relationship. So, Patty, what are some practical boundaries required for a relationship that you can share?
1: I would communicate my work schedule to my husband for the day. If the door is in the office is closed, please don't come in or knock. I'll be on a call or working on something that I need to concentrate on. He would go into his hobby room for his alone time or watch TV or go to the gym when open. Sometimes he would forget or be so excited about something he wanted to tell me and open the door, but he pretty much doesn't open the door if it's closed. It's important to do things together. Have a date night at home. Get dressed up. Make a special dinner, etc. Sit outside with a glass of wine or beer, or coffee or hot chocolate, whatever is your favorite beverage, and watch the sunset. Go for a walk. Watch a TV show together, like Angela said, or a movie. Go for a bike ride. Take a drive in the car together to get outside and get away from home. For more tips on surviving social isolation, we did do a podcast, and it's episode 15 on this topic.
0: Yes, thank you, Patty, for reminding us about that podcast episode. Some people might not be in a relationship, so it's hard to survive one if you don't have one. And I really love that idea of getting dressed up. I think I'm going to try that one because I can hang out in my yoga clothes all day and it gets a bit boring for your partner. Every time I get dressed up, my partner comments now. (laughs) He's (laughs) like, oh, you look beautiful. And all I've done is put on a bit of makeup. Um,
1: Yeah, one of my friends, she said that that was what her and her husband would do. She would put on makeup, get get her hair, you know, her hair and get dressed up and they would have dinner together since they couldn't go out on an actual date night together. So I thought that was great. So now I've put that into practice myself if to get dressed up and go out on a date night. And then if if we do get locked down again, then of course do it at home.
0: And think about all those times where you pull out the candles and set the stage and get all romantic. I mean, we see that on the movies, but how often have you been taking (laughs) that opportunity in lockdown to just go, well, let's pull out the candles. Yeah, I mean um, that changes
1: the atmosphere, doesn't it, Angela?
0: mm -hmm. I was so surprised that one night I put my ambient lights on. I've got fairy lights and I've got a a lamp here and my partner came back and went, oh, I love the feeling here. And to me, that's just how I like to set up the space, but I forgot how it can really impact someone's mood. So all of that mood lighting can be really effective. We used to joke about that during blackouts, but I think with our modern lives, we forgot how potent all of that mood lighting is. And for those of you who are looking for an activity to connect as a couple, I offer an online movement meditation class on Wednesdays in the USA at 7.30 PM EST time. And that's actually the following day in Sydney morning on, on the morning and Thursdays. And couples can join that class and explore healing touch with your partner. It helps you to feel heart connection with your partner Also, you start to learn how to do that for yourself. So (laughs) it happens um, right in the comfort of your own home over Zoom. And it's great for those looking to do an activity at night that's not just watching Netflix. And it can break up your routine with something new. and And it's a shared activity to enjoy with someone else. You can do it not just with your partner. You can do it with a friend or a child as well over 14. So I also have individuals join the class as well, and you can discover how to connect to your heart and build that awareness of what love is in your body and in the way you sense with your body and how to create a supportive environment for yourself at home. So I've got the link in the show notes if that's something to that would interest you as well. Dance and
1: meditation is a great way of relieving stress and to connect to each other. I like the title of the class, Meditation to Balance. I'm everything to do with having some balance in my life.
0: (laughs) That's right. Work and life and being at home in lockdown and finding that balance. So another topic that we address in podcasts is social media. And this has been... A big influence on how people think about love and loving another person in romantic relationships
1: as well as how people are interacting and behaving in isolation
0: yes we have podcasts that look at how social media has changed the way people look at themselves and compare themselves to others and stop themselves from being able to accept or love themselves just as they are. Two of those episodes are Episode 4, Beyond Comparison and Accepting Oneself and Episode 18, Just Be, Go Beyond Social Expectations that Influence Suicide. In those episodes, we looked at how expectations from society And the use of social media takes you away from authentic ways, natural ways of seeing yourself. And it does it so much so that you create these ideas that can harm you and harm your relationship with yourself. So another way we see this is dating apps and the images of social media that are now starting to make divorce and breakup as a common resolution or a justified resolution to our problems in love relationships there's also an increase in television dramas showing how couples struggle with maintaining love and have a lot of affairs and how they can't survive those affairs and there's a lot of dramas that are showing or um, promoting the fading of romantic love In relationships I'm not saying that divorce should not be an option but I am just saying be aware that in popular culture we consume very little inspiration or imagination about how to make a relationship survive challenge and we can see in lockdown that many couples could not confine being confined with their loved one in a in a enclosed environment we
1: would love to hear some inspirational relationship stories of how being in lockdown together strengthen your relationship
0: yes so please share that with us another thing to consider is that social media often smothers us with images of love where a couple is perfect I remember, Paddy, you were saying that um, you see those images of happy couples, but are they really happy? And another thing that you see on social media are a lot of images of people dealing with heartbreak and breakup and love not working out. I use Upsplash, I think, to find images for newsletters and I've noticed that there are more pictures now on Upsplash (laughs) that focus on loving yourself because you don't need a relationship. And I didn't see these images 10 or 20 years ago. And I see that younger people are being tempted to think about being in a relationship is potentially a threat to your personal needs. Like if you get into a relationship, you're going to have to sacrifice some of your time for yourself and instead I don't see images of relationship that show relationship as a potential for a way to grow and to share yourself with another person. I don't see a lot of those uh, images available (laughs) on our upsplash.
1: Having a loving and kind relationship is something precious. My husband says that he can't wait to get home to me it gets him through a rough day at work because he knows he has me to come
0: home to, which is
1: very, very sweet.
0: That's just so, so tender. And oh, it's so nice to think that he's got you to come home to and how that must help him. Mm-hmm. I can imagine an essential worker needs some love when they come home. And unfortunately, I know some medical workers have chosen to stay away from family for fear of giving them the virus. So my heart goes out to them. Images of ongoing loving relationships are not highly promoted because they're not full of drama or peak experiences, and they may appear too practical or too service oriented or boring I was watching a comic who created a television show that's um, I've forgotten the title of it but it's about uh, he's having to take care of two autistic siblings he's an Australian that's traveled to LA to look after two autistic siblings and he actually said that if he writes about everyday life and home life in in relationships it's actually too boring so his television show focuses on the drama and the problems and that is the problem that we have social media and our television and netflix dramas don't focus on everyday love and how to accept people the way they are in our boring everyday life they usually focus on a a drama a problem so they're not showing images of how to serve your partner how to look after your partner when they're not happy, how to be practical in the relationship so both your needs are met about the dishes (laughs) and their needs are met about the dishes or about cleaning up in the house. Uh, And they don't show images of how to balance the needs of looking after parents or looking after kids and other members in the family as well as making your partner happy because usually that stuff is too boring. But we all need it and we all crave it. Do you
1: think that is why so many people join Facebook groups for answers?
0: That's a good point, Patty. What do you think about that?
1: I think it is a way for people to feel connected with others and see what is going on in their lives from a distance having options to engage or not engage in conversation, and you don't have to work on the relationship, Mm -hmm. you can also see how others are dealing with their life situations and get ideas on how to cope with yours. So an example is someone who wants to know what's going on in people's lives to feel connected, but doesn't post or like other people's postings. Some people who are alone and want connection feel social media can provide that.
0: That's such a great insight on social media, how it has been a bridge to help people who feel alone feel connected you also mentioned that it's from what I'm hearing it's a safe way to engage with people but you don't have to work on the relationship (laughs) right (laughs) and I I do think a lot of people look to social media to escape the people they actually live with so it's a safe place where they don't have to have someone if say they're not getting on with their spouse or their children they can escape to the phone and escape to the social media and avoid connecting with the people that they live with because they might have issues and frustrations. And also, you know, the social media can feel exciting because you're doing and connecting to something different.
1: Right, I agree. It is easy to scroll down social media And not deal with what is going on around you. Escape is the perfect word to describe it.
0: Yeah, and I feel people escape because they're also lazy. They're lazy to try something different than be on the phone. But also, sometimes they're too tired to try something different. (laughs) They're working too hard and after working their inspiration is drained the life is sucked out of them so you know to bring out the candles or try something different you're just too too damn tired to to try that so some things that are important to consider as you think about your lockdown experience whatever you're frustrated about or not how did you survive lockdown or How are you still surviving it? Because some of you might still be in lockdown or partly lockdown. Just review how you did it. Were you frustrated? Were you uh, creative? Were you too tired? Were you lazy? It's fine if you were lazy. I'm not judging anyone for being lazy. I have my lazy days too. It's just when it becomes um, too self-isolating or you start to get into destructive behaviour. So what have you discovered about your relationship if you are in relationship with someone? What have you discovered about your relationship? And did you blame yourself? Or did you blame your government? Did you blame your partner (laughs) like me? (laughs) Did you blame your children or your parents? And I don't blame you if you did. I'm not judging you or criticizing you if you did blame others. But it's important to notice if you're blaming people for having your life thrown upside down. Why? Why is it important to notice when we blame? Because whenever we blame someone, these are great clues about how to lock down proof your relationship Whatever you criticize, whatever you blame, here are the areas where you have a perception about your relationship that is suffocating the relationship. And it's also suffocating you. Think back to my example when I was frustrated about my partner. Oh, my God, is he still here? I can't wait for him to go. That's me not looking at what I was frustrated about and what was I frustrated about? I needed to exercise or I needed to focus. When my partner is around, sometimes I can't focus on sending an email. That's how, how dumb it is, how stupid I get with my frustration. If he's around and he's talking to me and I can't focus to send the email, I can go nuts. So, when i was complaining about him i went what am i why am i complaining about him and then i went, oh i can't send the email so i learned that i had to say to my partner sweetie can you please be quiet i have to send this email and immediately he leaves me alone that's how quick i could handle the frustration. But if I keep having those negative thoughts, like, why is he still here? Gosh, I wish he'd go away. That's going to start destroying the relationship. So if you have any answers to these questions about, I'll review the questions, but we'll have them in in the show notes. How did you survive your lockdown? What did you discover about your relationship? And did you blame yourself, your government, your partner, your children or your parents? We would love to
1: hear your answers to these questions of your lockdown experience.
0: And now I will share tips on addressing tension in your relationship. So number one, it's normal to get upset in a relationship. Don't think it's the end of the world. If you're panicking about conflict Don't automatically think you're wrong or your partner is wrong. See it as an opportunity to release old pain or learn about hurts that need to be recognized so you can change the way you deal with hurt and change a behavior that is no longer good for you. It could be a behavior such as eating out at restaurants, (laughs) or avoiding spending quality time with family. The behaviours that lockdown has forced us to do, like eat at home, have shown many of us how important food prep is to building a relationship.
1: Maybe working together as a team in the kitchen, prepping the food together or setting the table together can help.
0: Yeah, I forgot about setting the table. That's a great one. So the second tip is to recognize what is your go-to response if there is upset, upset in you or upset in your relationship. Do you shut down? Do you blame or attack your partner? Do you avoid or go numb? Once you know your response, You can learn how to self-soothe so you don't eat up your partner (laughs) or or destroy them with passive-aggressive behavior. The quiet little hurts build into big hurts. So the faster you can learn when you get upset, the better. So you can self-soothe or nurture yourself and find a way to address what you are feeling and what you're upset about. So tip number three, is it about me time or is it about we time? (laughs) I sound kind of corny. Many relationships can't survive lockdown because the people in the couple have fixed ideas about me, what I need, what I want, me, 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 me. What if you asked yourself, what about we What can we do that could be fun? Do you always have to have your exercise routine routine the way you do it? (laughs) This is me in lockdown. I got frustrated because I couldn't do my yoga. And then we went to the beach and did it together and we had a lot of fun. So can you try cooking or reading a book out loud or another activity that would break up your routine? Even if it is just to make your partner happy, just so that you can try to learn a different way of being together,
1: Angela, I really like the term "we time." I love <laughs> that.
0: Wee wee wee, and in French, it's we oui is yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now my partner makes fun of "wee wee wee," and he he plays on that, so it's saying yes. What can you say yes to? Mm-hmm. And the fourth tip is if lockdown has triggered you and your relationship, really ask yourself, what is it that you feel you are missing? Is it the relationship's fault that you feel this way? Or is it something else? Most of us ultimately are missing connection. But we hide that with criticizing others, telling people, especially our partner, what they should be doing (laughs) and blaming them because we feel something is off inside of us. And if there is a hurt, is that hurt just about your partner or is it a hurt that you've been carrying for a long time that's being stuck with your partner has brought up for you to be dealt with? now in podcast episode
1: 34 communicating in conflict we share a conversation about communicating in conflict and in episode 32 criticism can you handle it check them out if you haven't already being in lockdown has given us time to self-reflect on the past and present hurts and can open up all sorts of thoughts and emotions within us What if your partner continues the same hurtful behavior? Apologies are not given. Razor sharp words are said in anger. Hurtful words are not forgotten. Boundaries are pushed aside or dismissed. People pleasing continues to pacify your partner. When these type of dynamics continue to go on and don't stop, Relationships become damaged, partnerships suffer, and children get hurt in the process. And we carry those damaged emotions forever. And the disruptive behavior carries on into other relationships, whether at home or work. How can relationships heal? If these types of behaviors are allowed to continue and fester, they can't something has to change people will walk away and never look back how can it change being kind to others instead of reacting harshly if both parties want the conflict resolved and are willing to sit down respectfully communicate with each other listen to each other's side of the situation and then both apologize I believe with continual effort and respectfulness, the relationship can survive in lockdown as well a lifetime. Angela, anything else you would like to add before closing?
0: Yes, if you are thinking on healing the relationship and that's a deep desire, the first step is to Well, I use the word pray, but when I pray, I visualize that desire for the successful relationship. I have done this for years, and now I see the results. In the beginning, I never knew how the healing, the deeper connection, and that acceptance in the relationship would arrive. In my relationships, and it was very, very surprising how the healing actually happened. So I keep this strategy now. I keep visualizing and praying for those positive feelings that I desire in my relationships because you never know how wishing positively for someone will manifest.
1: I love that, Angela.
0: Yeah, Patty and I are intending and wishing all the best for your relationships, where you can build strong, resilient connections that will prosper in these times and well beyond these times.
1: How about becoming a monthly supporter? Click on the support button in the Anchor app. And we want to thank you so much for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Paddy. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.